Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to a brand new extra special episode of Tender Loving Care with your hosts myself Pauline and my darling Kate. Kate and I have decided we cannot not discuss the latest show airing in the 90 Day Fiancé franchise which is the original 90 Day Fiancé. As you probably know our podcast Tender Loving Care which is available on all podcasting platforms has a new episode each Wednesday. In that episode we break down a show from the TLC and Discovery Plus Network, past or present, and deep dive and discuss the glorious chaos. However, in this episode, we have decided to watch even more TLC and get in on the new season of 90 Day Fiancé and release it to you as some more content, our beautiful Trash TV loving listeners. Hi, guys. Yes, it is still not. Hi, Kate. Kate will be back. She sends her love um, to everyone. It's just going to be solo me again. And I'm sorry, guys, it has been very much up in the air. Um, You know, we obviously had our guest Colton on the other week, and a lot of these have been solo from me. And I am doing everything all by myself. So I do apologize. There wasn't a Bravo episode on Friday. Um, We have a Wheel of Shame episode to catch up on. Life has just got very, very hectic and I am doing all of this on my own. So bear with me. This is coming out today. I know it's Thanksgiving week. Um, I will, however, be putting out some extra special episodes for you. Um, So please bear with us. Hopefully Kate will be back next week. Uh, It'll be next week, hopefully after the holiday. But in the meantime, you guys are all so wonderful and beautiful. And I'm so glad you're sticking with us. And I cannot wait to get into this episode of utter lunacy that was 90 Day Fiancé. But before that, I want to talk about some things that have been going on with the party during the week. So I want to say hello, welcome to new listeners, new followers, because we did have an influx 
of new followers and new listeners. And I want to say thank you so much and welcome. Welcome to this safe space, this warm cuddle puddle of trash TV. Um, The reason we got an influx of new people is due to someone that I'd never heard of before. So I wake up and I do the social media and I go on and I see that there is a podcast, a video of a podcast that I'd never heard of before. I didn't know the interviewer. Um, and there was a guy on there called Garrett Morosky. And apparently he's on Fuckboy Island. Don't know what that is. Don't know what he is. But anyway, the reason it got my attention was because this Garrett claimed that he had a threesome with two real housewives of Beverly Hills. So he goes in to tell this story. Now, I can't, the the validity of any of this is a big question mark, right? I don't know who he is. He tells this story. If you guys can give me background on who this Garrett is, please DM us at Tender Loving Care Podcast on Instagram. Anyway, I watch it. And as you probably know by now, he says, yes, I was over at this house of a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and I ended up having sex with both of them. Then afterwards, we went into their, into the back and I jumped on the tramp, their trampoline with their kid. The husband came home, I shook his hand and then the next day I get, that we, the cover story was that I was in real estate and I was coming to look at the house. The next day he gets a call from this said housewife's husband who asks to meet with him to talk business. He goes and meets with him and apparently this husband is sat with someone that looks like he's from the Secret Service and he says, if you ever come near my family again, I'll get rid of you. So this is the story Garrett tells. Now, he obviously doesn't give any names in it. There were names that were buzzing around. All I could think of when he told this story is what is is one housewife in particular. I'm not saying this is the housewife. I'm just saying what I saw and who I thought of. Diana Jenkins, who was a flash in the pan um, housewife for one season on BH, you'll remember her, uber, uber wealthy and powerful. She constantly posts photos of her in her back garden on a trampoline with her young kids. So that's the only person I can think of and also the only housewife that has young children that would be on a trampoline none of these housewives have old young children so I repost this and I make a comment about oh how I miss Diana Jenkins videos of her on a trampoline I go to tag her and she's blocked us I thought she'd blocked us then somebody picks this up. I think, sorry, I'm forgetting now. I think it was Face face of Reality or Face Reality picked it up and they reposted it. It wasn't Face of Reality. It was another one, Taste of Reality. I think it's called Taste of Reality. The Instagram account reposted it and then we got a load of followers. So if that's how you found us, thank you so much. I'm so glad you are checking in with us. Our Bravo episodes are on every Friday. Um, then it comes out, they reposted our thing, plus mentioned us saying that Diana had deleted her Instagram account, which made her look super guilty. I thought she just blocked us, but apparently she deleted her entire Instagram account. 
Cut to now, days later, it's back up. She hasn't blocked us because I was just on her Instagram account. Um, the other names that were buzzing around, which I understand why, was Carlton, remember the English witch that was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and Brandy. So Brandy doesn't surprise me at all and is very, very likely. Carlton also is likely, because remember there was this big sexual tension between her and Brandy on the entire season she was on. She was only one season. I do believe she may have had younger children. I cannot... I'm not sure about that. And I remember her husband was quite a powerful guy as well. So I don't know. I'm surprised Brandy hasn't come out and said anything. If it is her and, and um, Carlton, it's probably to protect Carlton, even though she's divorced that husband now. I don't know. It was a whole mess, but I put out what I, you know, some people may have thought it was Diana. Other people may think it's Carlton. No clue. But if that's how you found us, thank you so, so much. All right. Moving on to another subject. Um, yes, guys, the inevitable, something we've waited for for decades. Darcy Silver is married. Round of applause, everyone. Round of applause. Darcy is married to Georgie, who last I knew they broke had broken up. I don't know. Unclear. But Darcy wanted her wedding. And so she got married. She posted some photos. Now, guys, if you go and look at this, this one photo in particular, it's like her hand on his hand. And, you know, perfect manicure. And you see kind of the, the lace from her wedding dress. But there is a ring that she's wearing that's supposed to be either an engagement ring or a wedding ring. I understand costume jewellery. But, you know, Das always loves her labels, loves her designers, loves her Louboutins to get stuck in escalators in Amsterdam. Um, this ring is obviously costume because it's a massive looking, a blue sapphire looking gem with diamonds around it. And I just think to myself, why are you putting that out there as though it's real? Everyone knows that's not real because that's like a $3 million ring. And last I knew, Georgie didn't have a job. So look, I wish the happy couple a lot of success and love. I mean, I know from what I remember of seeing their relationship on screen, um, it was a complete and utter mess. So what, how their marriage is going to go? Unclear. But I hope Annika and Aspen were there. Obviously, we love Annika and Aspen. Um, so yes, this week is Thanksgiving, guys. Um, and I'm telling you, I am so looking forward to the break. It's been a crazy couple of weeks with Kate being away, um, you know, and doing this solo and then um, just getting up for the holidays. There's so much that's going on. I've also want to do a quick plug before and then we're going to get into the show, I promise. Um, I'd put my Instagram, my Etsy shop is still in Etsy jail. So my Etsy shop is pop culture merch. You are going to find perfect gifts there for every Housewives fan, TLC fan. I have everything from... Um, aprons to hoodies to sweaters to t-shirts to mugs to everything in notebooks everything you can think of long story short my Etsy shop has been in Etsy jail because Meredith Marks decided to trademark her name and so I got a load of trademark infringements so 
Yes, that's what happened. It's going to be active the beginning of December again. But right now you can order directly from me from my shop's Instagram. My shop is called A Brit in the Sun. B-R-I-T in the Sun. Go and follow me on Instagram. That would be amazing. Thank you. You can see all the goodies and all the original designs I have on there. Andy Cohen had reposted a couple of my designs. Um, they were seen all over at BravoCon. So please, please, please go and take a look and follow me. That would be amazing and support myself, my shop and the pod. Um, and let me know uh, what you guys are doing for Thanksgiving. I hope you are actually all going to get a break and you're going to get some time to relax. Eat, drink, repeat. Eat, drink, repeat. And hopefully, my biggest wish for you all is that there's going to be somebody at the table that you can discuss 90 Day Fiancé with and or housewives because I'm at a loss. I have great people to celebrate Thanksgiving with but no one watches any of this high quality television that I do. So sad time, sad time. It's okay. I'll just drink some more red wine. All right. Um, I think that's kind of all of my notes and one more plug. Obviously we have our Patreon that you can join for just five bucks a month. That's extra content and follow us on Instagram, tender love and care podcast. Right. Let's get into the show guys. Let's get in. Whew, that was a lot. I always make little notes about what I want to talk to you guys about at the beginning. Um, and I always feel like I'm missing something. Also, thank you so much for all the DMs you've been sending. I love responding to you all. I love talking to you all. It's so much fun. Now, this episode, one of our darling listeners that I will just say, like I say, I never give out your names because I never know whether you want me to mention your names um, and things like that. But I will say someone reached out to us um, who is cheese themed. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. We love you. Thank you so much for reaching out and being in touch. And I've been DMing with you a little bit. And you had said to us that this is one of the kookiest, craziest 90 day shows in a while. And I've got to agree. I was, this was actually entertaining. I think what they've done they knew that we were getting really sick of these influencers that were coming in on 90 Day and sick of seeing the same old people, Ed, again and again and again. We didn't want to see that. Uh, we didn't want to see people that are just obviously on it for the show. And we were all getting bored. And I think the casting for this season 10 has been very good. We get a lot of comedy from from Jasmine. And I can't believe I'm saying that because we've seen Jasmine and Gino a lot. And I didn't, I was upset when they were coming back. I was like, oh, I don't want to see this couple again. But Jasmine showed a side of her this week. She's very witty. And I think she's obviously aware of the camera, but she is also in need of severe medication. So that's always a great combination for our TLC um, stars. Ashley is in a terrible relationship, which is always fodder for TLC with Manuel. But Ashley is also very sassy. Like She's got her sass going on. And she also pokes fun at herself. So I, I like her a lot. I think they've done very well with the casting, apart from Rob the Knob, but we'll get into that. Let's start with um, Ashley and Manuel. We didn't see a huge amount of them this week. Um, as you will have seen on Instagram, everyone is just like, what? What? does she see in him? Now, we do know we've had a couple of scenes where Ashley has been screaming at Manuel. Manuel's been screaming back at her. And then five minutes later, they're fine because she's had sex with him. So we know why she's really in love with Manuel. She's digmatized. She's not really in love. She's complete. That sex magic has got a hold on her. And she thinks she's going to marry this guy who has said 
just in these past couple of episodes, he only 80% wants to marry her. He hasn't bothered to learn the language at all. Um, has told her that he's a very private person and his private life is his private business. And that um, now in this episode, we see that, that he uh, demands that they send money back to his family every month. Oh, and he doesn't work. So the red flags are flying high, are flying high. So we've, we've meet back up with them and they're at this therapy session of finishing up therapy. And I mean, he just was very clear on saying, I have my privacy and I don't need to tell you everything. That's it. So Ashley, you know, they thank the therapist and they leave. And did they get anything out of that therapy session? I think they got out that Ashley needs to run. Um, I think the next scene we see is that they go to lunch, right? I think that's what it was. They're going to lunch and she starts speaking to him about things that need to change and his privacy and his family and about the fact that, you know, he wants to send money back and he's like, oh, about three, about 300, about 200, 300. I don't know if I'm getting this conflated with the ne- what we see in next week's episode, but so she's like well he has no job to speak of and cannot work until he gets till we get married and then the process of getting a visa and a social security number which can take year six months to a year so he's now saying that we have to send my money back to his family so she's seeing all of these things and i i do apologize i think i did i was doing like three things at once with this scene when i was watching this episode so i think i did miss a little bit of this um did ashley leave the restaurant i'm sorry guys it's been a crazy week um but i know that she wasn't pleased she was not pleased with this conversation and she's slowly realizing i know that she was realizing that there was a lot of baggage that came with manuel from ecuador that she was not ready to deal with so she's having her doubts we then see I would like another porch, smoking a cigarette porch confessional from her. Um, I really liked that about Ashley, that she'll go out, she'll have a cig, she'll talk to the producer. You know, I, I like that. I would like one more of those, a couple more of those actually. But what we see next week is him with her friends again, who we've already seen, casually, real casual, just saying, yeah, you know, we're going to send like 300 back every month. And he's to his family and he stands at least 300. And then he stands up, leaves the table that they're sitting at and is shouting at her, oh, you send up, you spend $130 at the vet for your dot, for $130 at the vet, but you won't give me money or you won't send money, you're crazy. Now, guys, I don't need to tell you what my reaction is to that because I he'd be on the first plane back, but he, I don't know how this is going to work out. Do I think they're going to get married from what we've seen in 90 Day? We've seen people with a hell of a lot worse stories than they ended up getting married. Um, I don't know. I think Ashley's a smart woman. She's an intuitive woman. But the sex magic, the sex magic with Manuel has really messed her up. But she can't have a marriage with him. He has directly said to her, meaning, to be fair, the... He is not hiding that he hides everything. He said to her, yeah, I just hide everything. You know, I'm going to hide a lot of stuff from you. Deal with it. And send money back to my family every month while I don't work. That's it. Simple as. So 
I do I think they'll get married <laughs> I think the producers will make them get married I think there's a possibility I think there's going to be a ton more fighting we're going to see but I think Ashley is going to marry Manuel and it will be over before it started that's what I that's my prediction for those two um obviously guys you know we're going to leave Gino and Jasmine for last to cover because <laughs> <laughs> that's great let's go and get this one over sophie and rob the knob now guys it's like 11 30 no it isn't sorry it's midnight actually <laughs> as i'm recording this and i'm exhausted so luckily for you guys i'm not gonna be at my height of anger with rob the knob uh, because they just simply don't have the energy but everything about him is awful that's all i want to see there is not one redeeming quality in this person and to watch this young girl 23 years old put up with it is really hard to watch it's really hard so we know that sophie obviously has gone into the rental which was looks like a nice house and then you see rob the knob come over to the rental now he parks in the driveway rude anyway he gets out of his car and when I see what he's holding in his hand, I wanted to jump through the television and shove it down his throat. He comes out with a single rose. He's cheated on her now. She's found him cheating on her now twice. And the best this schmuck can do is turn up with a single rose that I can guarantee you guys he probably stole from a roadside memorial. Just, just a theory. Just a theory. And he knocks on the door, he goes, here you go. And he was like really proud of himself. He's like, oh, here you go, here's a single rose, your favourite colour. And she's like, oh, thanks. No, 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 no. That should not have been acknowledged or accepted. And he walks in, he's like, oh, this is a nice place. And I thought he's ready to get her to keep paying for this place and he can get his feet under the table. That's what I was thinking. And they sit down and they have this conversation that is just so juvenile. It's painful to watch. This piece of shit, Rob the Knob, says at one point, you know, he he is so inept that he cannot really say the word sorry. So it's going around in circles of, you know, I, I you know, I'm I'm going to spend the rest of my life making it up to you. And she's like, uh, you already said that when you did this the first time. And he's like, oh yeah. Um, well, look, I won't do it again. And, quote, it could have been a lot worse. Guys. Guys. I. He is a monster. And Sophie sat there just eyes wide. Ah, oh, well, yeah, but I mean, you know, it was still pretty bad. And so they just go back and forth like this. And he's he's visibly angry that he has to sit there and apologize. That's what is so infuriating with these type of people that do terrible things to other people, like cheating, like betrayal, and then are just so annoyed that they have to apologize for it because they don't see anything wrong with it and they don't really care. And that's who he is. And he's like, well, yeah, I mean, I am sorry, but, you know, it's not going to happen again. And it could have been a lot worse. So, and then Sophie's response is just, well, I mean, I know, I'll forgive you because 
you know, I don't have any other options. I mean, it was a really pathetic conversation. It really was. And, you know, it ha- it's happened twice. It will keep happening. It's not going to end. I absolutely think they're going to get married. I guarantee you she marries, marries Rob. And I think she, they'll try, they'll have a go at it, but they'll split and then um, she'll have the she'll have the green card, and um, you know what's interesting to me is I do see that she has affection for him for whatever reason, but do you guys agree that I don't see him really having a lot of interest in her, and I don't know why he's really with her. Well, sorry, as those words come out of my mouth, of course I do. It's because he thinks she has pots of money and he's gonna, she's going to pay for his lifestyle. What am I even saying? Of course, that's what it is. But he doesn't even try to show like any affection towards her. He's not very physical with her. He doesn't compliment her. And he doesn't seem to like her. He's rolling his eyes. He's being so rude to her. And he's cheating on her. It's it's really strange. I mean, my notes on this, I just put, she is a child, basically at 23. And he acts like one. So the combination of them is just horrible to watch. I'm sick of watching them. I'll tell you that. I'm sick of watching these two. I just want it over and done with. I want to see her marry him, get his green card and then piss off. That's what I'd like. Um, Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, Rob the Knob. All right. We'll go into um, Let's Do Nikki in Moldova. So, you know, Nikki's having a hard time because she is not getting the sex from Justin that she wants or really at all so the whole theme of this is that you know since Justin found out that Nicole is a trans woman that he doesn't find her attractive anymore and she's there begging from for sex for him he's saying I just don't I don't know I I, I am attracted to you of course I am I'm just not a machine and she's like no you're not attracted to me so they're going to meet his family um, we see them going shopping to get something modest for Nikki because Nicole does like to wear interesting looks. She said it herself. She is a, she likes to have that plastic, fantastic Barbie look. So there's not a lot of stuff getting covered. And Justin's like, no, this is what you should wear. This is what you should wear. And they're going around in the shop and Nikki's like, you've got to like me for who I am. And this is who I am. And he's like, yeah, but you need to just show a little bit of respect going into my family's home. She's like, oh, this is horrible. This is horrible. And she's like, I have something at home I can wear. Then the entirety of the rest of their segment is them in the car on the way driving to go and meet the family. So Nikki's got very little makeup on. She's looking demure in her dress. And I feel like she was wearing Countess Luanne de Lesseps statement necklace as well. And then they just start fighting. And it is about... You know, you don't find me sexually attractive. I don't know why I'm going here with you. I'll be polite to your family, but after this, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm going. I'm getting out of here. I'm leaving. And then I've said to you before, guys, in the last episode, I think Justin's got really good sense of humor because he's like, oh, hang on. Where's the eject button? I don't know. I found it really funny. And she's like, you just try, you just make fun of everything all the time. And I'm going to come and see your family. But after this, I'm leaving you. You don't find me sexy. He's like, you scare me. And she's like, see, that's it. We're not compatible. Forget it. I'm leaving, I'm going. 
And then we cut to next, in next week's episode, we cut to it and she sat there asking Justin's mother, so we give us approval to get married. I mean. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's just, Nikki, it's like watching these people all make terrible life decisions. It's something to behold. It really is. You just, like I say, I'm always holding out for a hero. I'm always hoping in one of these shows I'm going to find one. Someone that doesn't have a dark past of you know, being homophobic or sexist or misogynist or arrest records or ending up in jail or something awful. I'm, uh, you know, that always comes out like Justin. I was holding out for Justin. Thought he was going to be my hero. Then what does he do? He dresses up as a Nazi for Halloween. So he's out. You know, I, I just want one. And I think, I think I have found it in Clayton in Kentucky. Kentucky. I like Clayton. And I really, really like him. I think he's kind to his mother who who lives in his closet. Um, I think he really loves Anna Lee. Um, there's stuff about, I just really, really like Clayton. So he's my hero. So we see them waking up because Anna is, is her first night in. And, you know, she did put the panda bear in between them so they couldn't have sex. Um, look, the reason it does make sense, though, his mother, who once again lives in his closet, um, there is, you know, there, there's one wall between them that's paper thin. So she's like, I'm not going to have sex and the mother's going to hear stuff. I, I can't do that. It's too, it's too uncomfortable. I can't do that. But he wakes up and he goes to kiss her and she's like, no, no, don't touch me. So he says there hasn't been problems with their sex life before, but... Uh, we shall we shall check back in on that on next week's episode. But he says, I've got a surprise for you today. Um, we're going to go and ride horses. And even in the car, he tries to kiss her. And she's like, no. <laughs> is there something going on here? Or is there more to just the walls? Unclear. So we go and we see them. And they ride, they're riding horses. And they're having a good time. And then, you know, he starts talking to her about the issue with her father. So, you know, Anna Lee is in America telling her father that she's come here to work, but the father doesn't know anything about Clayton. Doesn't know that she's in a relationship with him, which, by the way, has been going on for years. And 
part of me well she's there on a 90 day visa so they're going to get married and she still hasn't told the father that he even exists i mean i always like conspiracy theories so i had started off this season when we found that out is that the person that clayton thinks is her father is actually her husband that's a theory i'm going with and i think that would make for great television it's probably not true. I think she explains it as her father's just very strict. And uh, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what's really going on here. I mean, I would love, I would love that to be the storyline that she's actually married to this guy, claims it's her father. That's why she can't put anything on social media about Clayton. You know, I don't, I don't, that would be a great line in this. But I don't think it's going to be that. We, so they, they kind of, they're just talking a lot about that. That's their main issue. Then we see they're going on a little family excursion. Clayton, his mum and Anna Lee are going to go to a restaurant to meet up with Brandy, the sister. Now, guys, if you're new listeners here, I or I have a couple. I know I've already said a mere moments ago that I think Anna is actually married to her father. Um... But in the line of those type of things, the Property Brothers, a little, another TLC adjacent thing here. The, those two Property Brothers, I'm not going to go into them, but long-term listeners will know that I have a theory that there is a deep sexual connection between those two brothers. All right, I'm going to leave it there, but I am convinced there is electricity between them. And I want to move on in that same type of theory with Brandy and Clayton. Bran, I just wrote in my note, this is, I know, this is, we're not going to get, we're going to lose all our sponsorships and our ads with the stuff that I say on this. But I am, did just pose the question in my notes, Brandy, dash, is she sexually attracted to her brother? That's all. That's all, guys. Because her reaction is so ridiculous. What I don't like, I have a lot of pet peeves, a lot of pet peeves. One of them is when you when a sibling of somebody is automatically horrible to their sibling's new partner and claim, well, it's because I'm protective. No, you're just an asshole, actually, or you're sexually attracted to your sibling. You tell me, you tell me which one it is. Because it is such a rude, um, childish behavior to just automatically be on the defensive and be nasty and be questioning and be mean to somebody because they're in a relationship with your sibling. That's not protection. That's being rude and there may be something else going on. But we meet Brandy and and Clayton's worried. Brandy comes in, she's ready for a fight. Brandy is ready for a fight. So she sits down and starts, you know, Another question I have about this couple and Anna Lee, not just is she married to her father, is that Clayton met Anna Lee on a language learning app. Clayton's Spanish, to me, seems very, very good. He can communicate with her very well. She hasn't spoken a lick of English this entire time. And she was on there to learn English. That's why she met Clayton. So I don't know what happened to that app, but it would be good if she went on it because they're sat at this restaurant and Clayton's having to translate everything and it's super awkward and brandy's just like i have questions for her i want to know why you're not on uh, her social media not like 
an adult meeting another adult. So great to meet you. How's your trip been so far? What do you think of Kentucky? What are you looking forward to? No, nothing like that. Straight in with anger. And, you know, Anna Lee is saying, well, my father doesn't know. Then Brandy hates that. So she's like, this is ridiculous. Why did your father not know? And of course, to camera, she's like, well, know what this is all about. She's trying to get a green card. Here we go. The mother was silent, wasn't she? Through the entire thing. I don't think I saw her speak. And Clayton does a really poor job on protecting Anna Lee. Because when Brandy starts throwing all these accusations out towards Anna Lee and why are you, you know, why have you not told your father? That's really suspicious to me. Are you just going to run off once you get a green card? Clayton simply says, well, I understand. I was thinking that too. I mean, come on. And then Brandy is so overcome with the motion, she starts crying and walks out. Now, if that doesn't say sexual attraction, I don't know what does. I don't know. It was just a lot. I would have, you know, Brandy, there's a lot going on that you should be angry about. For example, why your mum is living in a closet and why your brother has to take care of your mum. Your mum has a massive hoarding problem. There's a lot in this big picture, Brandy, to get upset about. Put Anna Lee down at like number five. All right. First of all, get your mum in a house, help your brother out, help your mother get some counseling due to her hoarding. Like there's a lot going on. So I did not like that whole scene. I think it's ridiculous. I don't know what her deal is, but I'm sure we're going to find out. I am also upset. We did not see, guys, any of Baby Pig and Chocolate. Baby Pig and Chocolate are Clayton's guinea pigs that he loves more than anything. He's a great dad. He loves dressing them up. He loves putting clothes on them. Little outfits. I appreciate it all greatly. Love it. Want more of it. Um... But we didn't see Baby Pig and Chocolate. So I was upset about that. But we did possibly see a sister that's sexually attracted to a brother. All right, moving on. Moving swiftly on. Nick and Devon. Now, as I say, I'm always looking for a hero. Can I find a hero in Nick? Think I found in Clayton. But Nick, probably not. We're in Korea. It's Nick's kind of last days in Korea because he's coming over to Arkansas. Arkansas. Honestly, every time I say Arkansas, Arkansas, it just sounds so strange looking at the way it's spelt and hearing it in my accent. Because the way I pronounce it is as though it's A-R-K-A-N-S-A-W, Arkansas, but it's Arkansas, so it's Arkansas. (laughs) I don't have my American counterpart on the pod right now, but... The pronunciation always gets me on that. Anyway, we see Nick and Devon doing some traditional shopping for some traditional Korean outfits because they're going to do engagement photos. So I apologize because once again, I was in and out on this, but I know that Nick was like, I have a surprise for her. I have a surprise for her. They dress up. They look beautiful in this Korean traditional wear and they're taking photos and then he proposes, right? Am I just making that up? No, I think that was right. Because I, sorry, I was doing something and I was half watching this segment because I already knew that they'd kind of led us to believe that he was going to propose again to her. And then we see next week he gets to America. Now this I'm excited for. It was nice that we saw a little bit in in Korea. 
and now him coming to America. Now, he's obviously spent um, time in Australia. Um, so he, that's where he met Devon. So there's going to be certain things that, you know, he's used to living in a different continent and in a different country. Um, so he's not like a first time traveler, first time leaving his home country and he speaks really brilliant English. So we're not going to have those boundaries that we've had before, but Arkansas, the town Devon's from, she says it's teeny, teeny, tiny. And Nick is from a massive big hub. I think he's from Seoul in Korea, which is a huge city. So for him to go from there to this tiny town in Arkansas, I'm cannot wait. I'm excited for that a lot. So hopefully we get a lot of that next week. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought Kate and I had seen that there's another couple coming, but we're already in episode seven. I swear there was someone that was English that was going to come onto this show. Maybe they cut it. Not Sophie, but it was somebody else. Don't know. Don't know. Um, all right. So, you know, there's only one couple left, guys. And of course, it's Jasmine and Gino. And their segment this week had me genuinely laughing. And it was unclear whether it was as... Um, premeditated as it possibly could have been but I thought it was pretty natural from Jasmine so we the camera just we open we open with Jasmine with her head like in the corner of a cold brick office building outside in the pouring rain in Michigan screaming that she needs to go back to Panama because she found a lip gloss in Gino's car and so that means that he's definitely cheating and having an affair on her. Um, AKA, we all know that the producer placed that in his car. So then we see a producer, which we always love. We always love seeing the producers come in. And the producer, where's Gino's car? So she goes over to Gino. It's like, what's going on? And he explains it. He's like, it's a lip balm. I think it's a lip balm. Might be a lip gloss. That's, that's not what we need to be concentrating on right now, Gino. But... It is completely feasible that it was his... He has a sister and he has female cousins that that was dropped in there because he never cleans. So he's never cleaned out that car. So anyway, um, she comes in and then Jasmine's just screaming, you don't act like you love me. Um, I think you're definitely cheating. And he says, I love you. I have never cheated on you. That's it. And she's screaming and she's like, I'm so cold. And it looked freezing it was raining it was like dark it was looked so cold so she must have acquiesced enough to go home she doesn't get on the plane <laughs> she doesn't get on the plane she was screaming get me a ticket i'm going home and gina was like okay and she's like well well anyway next scene we see is her working out in the house gino's out to run some errands she's working out she's talking to coco a little bit she's relieving her stress and she says i'm still very very angry with gino for what, by the way? Because it looks like he hasn't done anything apart from not clean his car out. She's like, I'm still very angry at him. But, you know, oh, I'll just I'll just carry on. We'll see how things go. So the next cut to the next scene is that she's like, he's out running errands, so I'm going to clean. Because cleaning is very therapeutic to me. Helps with my anxiety. And then we get this scene. She's vacuuming. She's hoovering the house, right? And then we get this scene and the producers must, I don't know how they did, they must have been laughing. Then the camera people must have been laughing. So she stood and she's, while she's been cleaning, she's gone through every drawer that that Gino has in his house. And she's pulled 
everything out. And so she's found an old letter from his ex-wife, because Gina was married before, um, from and she was from Brazil. And you see there's this Brazil mug. It's literally like she's got all the evidence on the coffee table. You know, the producers are like, bring it all down, bring it, lay it out. So there's a, there's a mug with Brazil on it. That makes her angry. She's found, like, from his 40th birthday, a napkin for his 40th birthday with his initials and his wife's initials. She's found letters... She's found, and then she's like, and look at this, lube. Why has he got lube? And she's like, oh, it's actually not even open. And then she opens it up and takes it out. Then she's like, and look at this, Karma Sutra book. And she's reading it out loud. She's like, oh, what, 32 sexual positions? Well, we've, that's 31 more than we've ever done or something. She's like, we've only ever done one. And then she throws that on the table. And then she finds, she goes, you know, I've kept telling him to learn Spanish. He's never learnt Spanish. She says, but then I find this and it's a notebook. I mean, this woman has been on her hands and knees pulling out every goddamn thing in Gino's house. She's been up in the attic. She's been down in the basement. She has been everywhere. She's been turning the mattress over. And it was this bizarre notebook that had nothing in it, but the Spanish, just one solo Spanish word. And it was for bitches. (laughs) Perras. And she's like, why has he got this? What? I don't know where her mind went with that. Like, what that was evidence of. But she was very angry about it all. Then she, gets, she goes, very casually, she said, yeah, you know, when I was going over and going through his ex-wife's Instagram, I took some screenshots of uh, her dog. And look at this. So she did a comparison of the ex-wife's dog and Coco, her dog. And she said, see, they look exactly the same, don't they? They look exactly the same. And she was angry about that. She's like, is this a replacement? Are we just replacements? Then she gets down on her knees and has the most beautifully unhinged conversation with her dog that was wearing a little t-shirt at the time. Coco, do you think, do you think he's just trying to replace us? Oh, Coco, I'm so sorry. What do you think? Oh, I love you, Coco. Oh, I love you, mum. And, oh, I love you too, Coco, kissing and spit. I was laughing so much. Because I'm going to get you in doggy therapy. Don't you worry. Do you love me, Coco? I don't know what I'd do without you. I love you, mom. She was like speaking for Coco, kissing him. Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to say I don't relate. Because I relate heavily to her interaction with her animal. Um... But I really was laughing. It was her timing. I definitely think there's scenes like that that I definitely think it's genuine that she does speak to Coco like that. But she also knew there was comedic value in it. Um, She was completely unhinged. So you just have this table of evidence of a mug with the Brazilian flag on it, unopened lube, a random piece of paper that says bitches in Spanish. And she's like, see, it's cheating on me. I mean... (laughs) So then we see the bedraggled Gino coming back in and he's bought some things to, you know, butter up Jasmine. Look, I've got some stairs for Coco so Coco doesn't need to, you know, jump on the bed. And I got Coco a little hat and he tries to put the Coco, put the hat on Coco. Coco backs up and he just throws it at Coco. <laughs> and she's like, mm, what's this? Oh God, he's just waiting. Just waiting and you can just hear his inner monologue of, oh God. And so she goes through everything. And he says, "This, these are from my ex-wife. I haven't cleared my house. And once again, 
What is getting Gino in trouble is not his infidelity, it's the fact that he doesn't clean. He doesn't clean out his car and he doesn't clean his house. So all this stuff from years ago is still there. And she it, she gets the napkin. She's like, that was for my 40th birthday party. She's like, yeah, but you put your name, your initials and your wife's initials. And he's like, yeah, because I was married then. She's like, well, does it have any significance to you? And he's like, well, no. So she just tears it up and throws it in his face. I mean, it's really bad, guys. It did remind me, his little story. You know, I love to give you a story. So I was with a boyfriend, an ex-boyfriend of mine. And a previous boyfriend of mine was a musician. Shock, a drummer, shock. And he had given me one of his drum skins, head skins, whatever, skins, whatever. And he'd written on it, he'd written a note to me on it, okay? And um, he'd signed it from him. And it was just a cute thing that I'd kept after, you know, when we finished like seeing each other. And my boyfriend at the time saw it. Now, the drummer went on to be in, you know, was in a band that has been quite successful. Um, So, you know, I wanted to keep it in the hopes that one day he may win a Grammy and I can sell it. So I wanted to keep it and my boyfriend made me destroy it in front of him. Yeah. So I was feeling for Gino at this point. I will leave that there. But I was feeling for Gino. Anyway, after she's after she's calmed down and thrown the napkin in his face, she goes to have a manicure. She's like, oh, I need to, I need to relax. So she goes to have a manicure, pedicure with unclear who this was. I guess this is one of Gino's friends, I believe, right? Or a relative. Um, female girl. Like female, so it must have been a relative because she wouldn't allow him to have female friends. So she's doing this and, you know, the woman was nice. And you do see a side to Jasmine that she can hold a good, a a decent conversation when she's not being complete maniac. Like she's, there is something about her that's very, very likable, which you don't see in these characters in 90 Day because usually they're just hotheads and idiots and it's good for the show, but you you don't really like them. But I like genuinely like Jasmine. Anyway, she's talking to this woman. She's like, well, I'm trying to adjust. It's really hard and stuff like this. And this woman, who was, you know, prodded by production, happened to drop in. Well, you know that he's, you know, Gino's already had his, already had his bachelor party. Jasmine's face, excuse me. Yeah, it was like the day before you came here, they went to a strip club. Guys, if you, you can watch the cogs turning in Jasmine's head, her face, she changes completely. It's like when they talk about people that have survived serial killers or people, you know, very, like a killer. When someone survived a killer, they say, they said this with Bundy all the time, that he'd be charming and fun and likeable and then his face would completely change. It was as though his his whole facial structure changed. His eyes turned black. That's what you see with Jasmine. And she says, sorry, what? I didn't know about any of this. She said, yeah, he went to a strip club with his friends. And then Jasmine's like, I cannot wait to get home. I'm keeping my call, but I cannot wait. She is chomping at the bit to go and lay into Gino. And I just can't believe it. And you know production made this woman say this because apparently it was all filmed because it says next week's episode, there's strippers in front of, you know, um, Gino smacking the ass of strippers 
in a strip club that was all being filmed. So TLC, you know what TLC did. Those producers were like, look, we've got Jasmine coming in a couple of days. Why didn't we get you to have a bachelor party? We'll pay for it all. So he, you know, TLC then grabbed his male cousins that we've seen before that don't really like Jasmine anyway. And are like, all right, everyone, we're going to pay for you all to do the bachelor party, but we're going to tell you where you're going. Guess what? We're going to a strip club. Guys, it's it's so good. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. It's just so good. So then we see evidence of him at the strip club, which we'll see more of next week. And then you see Jasmine saying, sitting in front of Gina going, and what did you do the day before I came? And she's even dressed for the part. She looks like she's going to court. She is... She is the lawyer and Gino's on the stand. She's the prosecutor and Gino is on the stand. She's wearing like this button up like suit. She's got like, it's great guys. It is so good. And production, you are doing beautiful work here. Beautiful work. Um, So that's it from all of our ding-dongs in this show. I mean, guys, it really is something to behold. It's a gift that keeps on giving. It really does. And speaking of giving, this week is Thanksgiving. So I'm going to love you and leave you. And I really hope that all of you get to have some time to be with people that you love, whether that's friends, whether that's family, whether it's neighbours, whoever it is, and you have time to relax, you have time to eat, you have time to breathe and you don't have to work and you can just have a cocktail. Or you know what? If you're doing it on your own, I hope you I hope you get on you and watch some all this beautiful glorious shitty TV you eat some good food you have a cocktail at home whatever you're doing just make sure to take advantage of a day when the country actually says all right we're going to close down for a little bit because America does not do that enough in England however constant bank holidays but anyway um I want to thank you all again for listening. I know it's been very up and down with just me and then having guest hosts on while Kate's been away. Um, sometimes that happens. You know, this is a podcast that Kate and I just do by ourselves. Um, uh, we don't have a big crew behind us. We do everything ourselves and we have lives and we have work and we have things like that as well. So it's sometimes there's, it's not going to be exactly on schedule, but we always, always strive to make sure that we have it consistent and we keep our Instagram and all our social medias up to date. Instagram, Tender Loving Care Podcast. Please follow us there. DM us because I love reading your messages and responding to you. I love your thoughts, insights into all of these Looney Tunes. And I am going to go to sleep because I am exhausted, but I will be back with you. I'm hoping to slot in another episode before Thanksgiving this week. Um, I will have another episode for you this week. It's probably going to be a catch up of some Bravo, um, but I'll get you something um, to listen to. And you're all amazing. And I love each and every one of you. Okay, bye-bye. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.